does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to talk a little college basketball, talking about um, Butler, Purdue, IU with a big win tonight. Talk a little Colts football. Right now, though, the man, you can't do this show, a tremendous host in terms of scores and other information. He's the Minister of Information, the Secretary of Scores. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man. Great to be with you and Brad Huber, our last show before Christmas. Programming note, as Coach told you, we are on the air next Friday, but next Saturday night, New Year's Eve, it is the return of the Indiana Sports Talk year-end special. Stay tuned for that. We will break down the year in sports that we saw at the high school, college, and professional level. We had a lot of fun doing that a year ago, and that's back again on New Year's Eve. We are on the air with normal Indiana sports talk on Friday night, the 30th. The 31st is the year and special. Down in Miami with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Indiana Pacers lead the Miami Heat 95-88. The Pacers looking for back-to-back road wins. They trampled the Boston Celtics by five points in their first game on this road trip. Now leading the Heat late in the fourth, 95-88. Back-to-back 30-point nights by Tyrese Halliburton. He's got 30 points right now and seven assists. 21 for Buddy Heald. Jalen Smith has added 14 points, and Halliburton knew this game was going to be a challenge heading into it. Uh, man, just responding the right way. Uh, everybody, you know, they came to the crib. They beat us. You know, they kind of um, out physical us for the majority of the night. It was a, a grinding game. You know, at one point it was like 69-66 in the fourth quarter. So, um, just got to be ready to go. We've got to understand what type of basketball game we're going to be playing in. And, uh, you know, just got to respond the right way. Hal Burton was alluding to about a week and a half when Miami beat Indiana at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. 87-82. That was the lowest scoring game in the NBA this year. Over to the Indianapolis Colts Monday night football. The Colts are eliminated from playoff contention due to the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the New York Jets last night, 19-3. Second straight year that the Jaguars have ended the Colts' playoff chances. But still an opportunity on Monday night against a very good Chargers team. Here's Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, it's a big week for us. We got another great team that we're going against, you know, uh, playoff caliber team. You know, it's it's a big opportunity for us to go out and, you know, play our game and, uh, you know, learn from our mistakes last week. Um, correct those things and go out and try to play a good football game. That's cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Over to the quarterback position, though. The guy that will be under center for Indianapolis, it's not Matt Ryan, it's not Sam Ellinger, it's Nick Foles. Yes, the former Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl MVP. He's used to this type of role. Uh, I think just trusting your teammates, realizing um, that it's not just you out there. You get to play with 10 other guys in that huddle, and then there's you know defense and special teams. You have a team 
Um, I think sometimes as a QB position, you you feel you think you're alone and everything starts racing through your head. I think that's normal. I think as humans, we do that. Um, but for me, it's always given me peace realizing like when I step in the huddle, I'm with 10 other guys and, you know, we got to play for each other and li- literally just play one play at a time. And then when the clock hits zero, we'll see what the score is. Nick Foles has only played in one game over the last year and a half or so. That was last year against the Seattle Seahawks. So Foles set to play his first game with the blue and white. The number 18 Indiana Hoosiers tonight defeat Kennesaw State 69-55. The Hoosiers wrap up the non-conference slate with a record of 10-3. They remain undefeated at Assembly Hall, a record of 8-0. Tamar Bates led the way 19 points. Trace Jackson Davis did not play. Jalen hood Shafino, the freshman, a career and season high. 18 points for him. Tomorrow afternoon, there is a whole bunch of NFL games. None will be colder than the Bears and the Bills at 1 o'clock. A high of 10 degrees beside Lake Michigan. It's going to feel like negative 25. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven the number two, savelives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, the website, driven2savelives.org. Brad Huber, Brendan King joining me. Brendan King, give me the rundown again on the IU win over Kennesaw State. No, no, Trace Jackson Davis again, correct? No Trace Jackson Davis, Coach. Now you get about a week and a half break or so before you have to play at Iowa, the Big Ten slate. Uh, continues when you get back to it, Coach. No more non-conference, so it's just the Big Ten from here on out. So no trace, but Ray Thompson grabbed 14 rebounds. He was a force inside. Kennesaw, though, they're one of the best mm-hmm. three-point shooting teams in the nation. They shot 40% from three and had it tied 27-27 at Yikes. halftime. IU, though, still ran away with it in the second half. They outscored Kennesaw 42-28 in the second half. And then Tamar Bates off the bench. He led the way in scoring 19 points. Jalen hood Shafino he dropped a season and career high 18. So without Trace Jackson Davis, coach, IU looking for guys to step up. That's what Mike Woodson talked about in his media availability earlier in the week. And you did see a guy like Tamar Bates, a sophomore, step in and play some pretty good minutes. See, they need help in that backcourt, obviously, without Xavier Johnson. They, 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 someone has to step up. Uh, and Bates, it's great to see him have a night like night, tonight, grab some confidence and, and move forward. We're going to talk with John Herrick a little bit later on. Uh, part of the network, we'll talk about the game. But they, um, yeah, you, you, you're into it. Uh, Big Ten, once you get into it, uh, <laughs> it's, it could be an unforgiving type of situation. But, you know, they'll um, – I have no doubt that they'll play well. I'd be concerned, though, allowing a team like Kennesaw State. I know they shoot the ball well, but you're a Big Ten team, and they're not. And so someone coming into your building, knocking down shots like that, would not be something I'd be very excited about if I'm a coach. I'd be concerned about that. But I'd also be concerned about we need to move forward with some things in terms of depth, at, at certain spots and especially in the backcourt get more consistency of play 
Speaking of IU, we'll talk uh, with John Herrick a little bit later. We'll also spend some time with Rob Blackman, the voice of the Purdue Boilermakers. Boilers uh, played earlier in the week and uh, get a W. Still number one, did this without Zach Eady, who had a little flu-like symptoms prior to the game. And so we'll talk about uh, that game and talk about uh, football, a little bit of football, the Boilermaker football team and a bowl game on the second. Everybody excited about that. Ryan Walters taking over, and we're going to get a chance. He's not coaching in that game, but still, everybody excited about that. Uh, also, later on tonight, uh, we will spend some time talking about the Colts. Matt Taylor will join us. We'll talk a little bit about uh, their matchups coming up. Um, Pacers in action down in Miami. Um, always, you know, they have they have good games. It's a good matchup, good rivalry, so to speak. Uh, so we have a lot going on. Again, we encourage you, I encourage you, to go out and uh, be a part of uh, this holiday season by watching uh, the kids in your uh, in your community uh, play basketball, uh, swim, uh, wrestle, whatever events that are going on in and around your particular school. Look, you want to take your young children, something really beneficial for them, load them up in a car, take them to one of these games, to these tournaments. There are plenty of things that you can watch, uh, plenty of opportunities for all of you. It's really, really important. It's a great time of year to be able to do it. Uh, also, make sure you have a great and safe Christmas coming up. Um, we will not be with you tomorrow night. We'll be off Christmas Eve. We're going to be off. We'll be back on the air next Friday night. And then similarly, we will take uh, New Year's Eve off. So for uh, these next two Saturdays, two, these next two Fridays, we will be on. Next two Saturdays, we'll be off. And then we'll roll into it. And Next Saturday, we'll have the Year in Review show. I apologize. I misspoke. We'll have the Year in Review show next Saturday. Brendan King, Brad Huber are going to be involved in that. I'll have some role in it, I suppose. So um, join us next next Friday. Join us next Saturday. Uh, we're all over the place. And then the following week, we'll get some high school basketball back on the docket. All right. Scoreboard update with Mr. Brendan King. And we'll come back and talk about the Colts with Matt Taylor on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Waning minutes of the fourth quarter in Miami. The Pacers maintain a 107-103 lead on the heat. Again, the Pacers looking for some revenge after Miami beat them on December the 12th, 87-82. That was at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, the lowest scoring game in the NBA this year. Pacers trying to hold on with that four-point lead. Tyrese Halliburton now a 40-piece. He's got 40 points and seven assists to only three turnovers. Spectacular game for the young star for the Pacers. He had 33 in Indiana's win over Boston on Wednesday. So what a road trip for Halliburton. For Miami, 20-point nights for each of Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and Jimmy Butler. We'll see if the Pacers can hang on. That's what Indiana did earlier, beating Kennesaw State 
69-55. Hoosiers will enter Big Ten play at 10-3. 8-0, they remain at home inside Assembly Hall. 19 points for Tamar Bates. Jalen hood Shafino had 18. Here is the NFL slate, by the way, for tomorrow on your Christmas Eve Saturday. Bills and the Bears at 1 o'clock. If you can brace negative 25, here's some pretty cheap tickets at Soldier Field tomorrow. Also at 1, Saints and the Browns, Texans, Titans, Seahawks battle the Chiefs, the Giants take on the Vikings, it's the Bengals and the Patriots, the Lions squaring off with the Panthers, Falcons, Ravens, 4 o'clock, Commanders, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night, or Saturday night, that is, Raiders and the Steelers. I'm Brendan King. 3, 2, 1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Colts in action uh, Monday, 8-15. They uh, have a, they're about to wrap it up. You can take a look at your schedule. They play the Chargers uh, on Monday. And with me, the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Matt, first of all, Merry Christmas to you and the family. you got a couple young kids I know are are fired up and ready to go. And I, I know you and your wife, as you should be, are very excited about it. I know you're going to have a great, great holiday. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where you'll come down off that high of Christmas and you'll get a chance to uh, call a, a game with the uh, Colts and Chargers. And it's been what seems like a long time since we last talked. Uh, and uh, the unfortunate last game that they played, and I would think these guys are anxious to get back out on the field and uh, and play for pride in this matchup with the Chargers. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, I mean, we're really excited family-wise for Christmas. And, you know, the kids, like you said, are at that magical age of, of six and two, yeah. so they're they're counting. They're they got the Santa. They got the clock out. Like they're watching it by the hour here. So that right, part is fun. But yeah, I mean the Colts last time out. I mean every, everybody knows the story. You know the the biggest uh, comeback in NFL history on the Colts. You know thirty three points up at halftime and not able to close it out. And then you know if you're doing the math, uh, you know the Jaguars won last night on Thursday night football. They beat the Jets. Um, so that means the Colts have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about two years in a row where you're missing out on the postseason. It's going to be six of the last eight years where the Colts miss out on the playoffs. And that's just the unfortunate truth of it. You know, this AFC South is so winnable uh, with the Titans 7-7, seven and seven, and they're on a little bit of a tailspin. They've lost four in a row. And here come the Jaguars. They're playing better. They're starting to kind of find their rhythm towards the end of the season. They're right there in the mix. And, you know, the Colts, again, with this down division, the Colts are just so far back in the rearview mirror. That's what's just so disappointing about this season is that they have a good roster, but they have just grossly underperformed. And, um, you know, now they're, like you said, they're playing for pride. They're going to be playing for themselves and an opportunity to come back and be on this roster for next season as they, try to regroup and retool in the offseason the other part of it you and i you know we're not in that level but the business side of this 
is what uh, we as fans forget about. We these are professional football players make their living, and their life expectancy in terms of contract and being in the league is relatively short. I think you're talking about somewhere around three and a half, four years of being in the league. And so, from a purely dollars and cents side of it, you uh, have to show people why you are employable, why people want to have you on their roster and spend money. Uh, and a pride notwithstanding, uh, right. it's about money. It's about dollars and cents, and you got to have a good showing in these final uh, couple of ball games. No question about it. And when you're when you're four nine and one, and who knows how these last three games are going to go for the Colts? But anytime you miss the playoffs, anytime you're going to finish under five hundred, right? News for you. Everything's going to be looked at, and I don't care who you are on this roster. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Everything's going to be looked at. Everything's going to be examined in the offseason. I guarantee you there's going to be a high rate of turnover, you know, personnel-wise from this year to next year. So these last three games, you need to go out there and say, do I want to be part of this team next year? Do I want to have a job in 2023? Right. Do I want to be retained, uh, you know, for a new coaching staff or, you know, a new era of football, if you will? I mean, who knows if Jeff Saturday is going to be here uh, during the offseason workout program next spring. So you're exactly right. I mean, the NFL stands for not for long. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You've got to go out there and, and just go mm-hmm. out there and play. And it's, I, you know, I talked to Julian Blackman about that this week. You know, he said it's just another chance to go out and play ball. It's another chance to go out and live up to your contract and, again, prove to the Colts and prove to 31 other teams, you know, depending on what happens to a couple of guys that, you know, you, you can continue to, you know, play in this league and that you're deserving of opportunities going forward because nobody cares if you're 4-9-1. and one. You still have to go out and play, and you have to live up to that reputation, and your tape is your resume, and that resume needs to carry forward. That's well put. The other news coming out of the camp is uh, we got a new quarterback. We're, uh, mm-hmm. we're going with Nick Foles, um, Matt uh, Ryan's day's seem to have ended in terms of a starter, and they're going with Nick Foles. And in some respects, it's kind of a why not? Let's give him a chance, find out. We're still trying to win games, so why not uh, put a guy out there who's won before, won at a high level, and uh, has an impressive career? Yeah, that's what Jeff Saturday said this week. You know, at at this point in the season, you know, you're you're trying to tweak anything that you can at your disposal. And, you know, unfortunately, when you've lost four in a row and seven of your last eight and – you know, offensively, you just continue to uh, put up some, you know, inefficient uh, outings. I mean, the other day, it, it kind of gets lost where the Colts scored 36 points against the Vikings, which was a season high, right. really good number. Obviously, you can win with that. But, you know, we kind of forget that tw- only 22 of that 36-point out, uh, outing was offensive production. And they only scored one touchdown for the game. They kicked a bunch of field goals. They were one mm-hmm. for four in the mm-hmm. red zone. So if you look at just the, the offense under Matt Ryan, unfortunately they're not uh, able to push the ball down the field. I think for the season his yards per attempt number is right around 6.6, which, you know, for those that don't know, that's just a very low number. So they, you know, teams are creeping up at the line of scrimmage. they got a lot of people stopping the run, and the Colts just aren't able to push the ball down the field and get those chunk plays and, uh, you know, help themselves offensively. So that's kind of where they're at right now, and, you know, anything anything that you, you can do, they're going to. Um, and so that that's why they're making this decision to move on to uh, Nick Foles, and he's going to be the third different starting quarterback this year for the Colts. 
Yeah, and they don't have Jonathan Taylor, and uh, it's just at this time of year in the NFL, we all know injuries are part of it, but um, uh, things that can go wrong for this group, unfortunately, seem to have happened to them. We're talking with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. They're taking on uh, the Chargers on Monday night. and um, But it does give people an opportunity, an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, do we see a, a different um, – a different offense, a different uh, playlist with Nick Foles, or is the idea to continue to, to do some things that they've done? Obviously, you can't change much of what you're doing, but uh, he's talented enough, experienced enough. I think he can handle what's thrown at him. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, obviously, Nick Foles is one of the more uh, celebrated backup quarterbacks in NFL history. I mean, we all know the story of you know 2017 taking over for Carson yeah. Wentz and yeah. leading that Eagles team to the Super Bowl, and they won a Super Bowl, and he was the Super Bowl MVP. Um, you know, so he's got a statue out front of the, the Philadelphia Stadium there for, for his heroics. Um, but, no, I mean, I think you're exactly right. You're not going to be able to change an entire offense. Um, you know, you can, you can tweak some things in terms of plays that he really likes and things that he really does well. But outside of that, you can't just completely, you know, throw in a new playbook, uh, you know, in four or five days' time. There's just not enough time for that. Um, right, but I think what you're trying to do, like I said, is, is is be able to push the ball outside the numbers, take some sh- shots down the field, and what the Colts have to do, in my opinion, is they got to get their young playmakers more involved, more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think just instrumental in the game plan, not only for development, but if they want to win any of these last three games, they got to get Alec Pierce going and they got to get Jelani Woods going. Those are two guys that I think the Colts can really build around on offense, but, you know, they're just sort of hit and miss in terms of their involvement in the offense week to week. You know, Pierce the other day against Minnesota didn't have any any catches, uh, you know, and Woods only had one catch, but it was a big one. So I want to see those guys be more involved in the offense, creating right. big plays, not only for their development, but if the Colts want any chance to win, I think those guys have to show up big time in the box score. He's Matt Taylor. He is the voice of the Indianapolis Colts. Colts in action after Christmas on Monday night, taking on the Chargers at Lucas Oil Stadium. Matt, Merry Christmas again to you and the family. Thank you so much for doing this. I'll look forward to talking to you uh, later on in the holiday season. I appreciate you, Bob. Anytime. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, have a great holiday. You too. Thanks, Matt. The Indiana Pacers have done it, and it's the new star of the franchise that got the job done. Let's hear it. Plenty of time. They they want to get hero. You see, they got what they wanted. Here's Tyrese for the three. Tyrese Halliburton, a game-winning three. The Pacers just beat the Heat 111-108 at the buzzer. That was after Tyler Hero, the former Kentucky Wildcat, tied it at 108 apiece with 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Halliburton eclipses a 43-point night. Halliburton 10 of 16 from deep. That sets a Pacers franchise record for most threes in a game. 43 points for Halliburton, 7 assists. My goodness, the Pacers are rolling a record of 17-16 and 16 now. The Pacers leapfrog the Heat for 7th place in the East. The Pacers now tied with the Hawks 
at 17 and 16. Indiana's at New Orleans the day after Christmas, but the next day on Tuesday, the 27th, at the Atlanta Hawks come to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That could be for sole possession of seventh place in the Eastern Conference. Whatever it is, the Pacers are in that play-in tournament section of the East right now. Tyrese Halliburton wins it for Indiana on a game-winning three at the buzzer. Pacers 111, Heat 108. Welcome back. Glad you could join us. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU played tonight. They beat uh, Kennesaw State 69-55, the final from the IU Sports Network. John Herrick. Hello, John. John, how are you tonight? Oh, there we go. There we go. I hear you now. Doing well, Coach. How are you? I'm great. Before I forget, Merry Christmas to you and the family. Uh, I know you're going to have a lot of fun with the family, and you guys deserve it. So thank you so much. for. I know you're busy. I appreciate you taking time to call us. Not a problem. Merry Christmas to you, Coach. All right. No Trace Jackson Davis again. Uh, Tamar Bates steps, steps up, has a pretty solid night. Uh, take care of business. Uh, final game uh, before conference play. So uh, a lot of reasons to, to be excited about the Hoosiers tonight. Yeah, and, and Kennesaw State is a team that's you know pretty good. Came into tonight uh, with an 8-4 and four record. They're 8-5 and five now. Uh, they gave Florida a little bit of a scare. And one of the things that makes them tough is that they defend as well as IU defends, and they want to defend well. That's the thing. They made the game very physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really was it was difficult on the on the Hoosiers again. You know, second game without Xavier Johnson, who might be out for the entire season. There might be a slim hope he comes back, but um, you know, they really needed Tamar Bates to step up, like you said he did. But also, so did Jalen Hood Shafino. They did a great job running the offense in the second half. They clearly made some adjustments, and I think a lot of it was getting back to the basics, getting back to playing inside out. Um, IU does well, Coach, I think, when they do three key things, and that is out-rebound their opponent um, when their bench outscores the other team's bench and when they outscore the other team in the paint. When IU does those three things, they tend to win, and they went back inside more. Race Thompson was solid again. Didn't score a lot, but he had 14 rebounds. Uh, Malik Renew started to come into his own uh, a little bit, even though he got into some foul trouble. IU showed a willingness and a desire to go back into the post, even without Trace Jackson Davis. And I think that's something that they've tried to build on this week and get back to after that loss to Kansas, because they certainly made it a focal point against Elon on Tuesday, and they definitely made sure to do it Mm -hmm. tonight. And it led to them making some open threes in the second half struggled shooting it from three in the first half went two of seven but then they were five of 11 from three in the second half and really got the ball going um against a good Kennesaw State team and uh Eric Stewart made a great point in the broadcast after we were done he said you know 
you do not want to lose that game right before Christmas because the coach is going to be on you like white on rice <laughs> if you do. You do not want to lose that. And, you know, Mike, Mike Woodson's already going to find things for them to improve upon. He would have been even more angry if they didn't find a way to win this game. No, I could having having done uh, done that job for 22 years in a previous life. Uh, you, you do not want to lose the game going into Christmas because your entire Christmas is miserable. I mean, your your family doesn't want to talk to you. You don't want you don't. You, I mean, it's, it is a miserable, miserable feeling uh, to lose that game, and so that's why you try to make sure you schedule somebody that you know you, you have a pretty good chance of winning that game. John Herrick joining us. We're talking about IU basketball. I would think you mentioned the the Kansas loss. It's encouraging, I think, to see that they've learned lessons and they saw firsthand they really need to shore up what they're doing defensively overall, specifically in the post, and secondly. Uh, they need to even with even without Trace Jackson Davis, uh, recognize that playing inside out is one of the ways that they can win. Yeah, they and I also too, it's just it's good for them to figure out ways to win without certain players. You're not there might be a night where you're gonna you're gonna be yeah. without a key player. They didn't have Jalen Hood Shafino for three games. Xavier Johnson's gonna be out probably the rest of the season. We don't know yet, but it looks serious. And they they started off the season the first couple exhibition games, and I think the, the opener without Trace. So he, he's dealing with a little bit of a back issue. So Mike Woodson's thinking, hey, let him just let him ride this out. Uh, let him take it easy a little bit, and we'll have him back for the Iowa game uh, when you start off early January. So you want these guys all to be used to, be, to playing uh, without them. It was good to see Jordan Geronimo, too. He's another guy that's getting some good looks in the, uh, in the paint uh, as well. Right. He had seven points off the bench. So, I mean, a lot of guys got to see more minutes uh, because of Trace Jackson Davis's absence, and that's that's going to be big because if Trace gets a serious injury or something bad happens to him, even worse, or he gets in foul trouble, you don't you, you have confidence that your bench can step up and uh, and find a way. You know, other thing, John, that comes to my mind is uh, losing. Xavier Johnson, if they lose him for the rest of the year, that's a significant loss because I think you've had some inconsistencies in the backcourt. It was nice to see Tamar Bates step in and play well tonight. But, you know, that leadership aspect, that ability to break down defenses, put people in the right spots, get to the rim and finish and find people, that's uh, that's a quality clearly that Xavier Johnson has, and I'm not exactly sure who picks up that slack. Shef, uh, Hood Shafino can, but again, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, uh, I, you're right, Coach. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that works because Tamar Bates is, even though he's a really he's a solid shooter, he's probably a little bit more of a shooting guard than a. Than, right. than a point guard. No, he so is. Yeah. You really, you really cannot afford because that's a, another thing that was so frustrating about the Xavier Johnson injury was that when you lost him, it was like you had just gotten Jalen Hood Shafino back from injury. So you get him healthy, then you lose right. X. That's, right. That's even tougher. But I will say this: Trey Galloway is another guy that can help bring the ball up the floor if he needs to. He's a little bit more of a shooting guard than a point guard, but. He's a. I, I think people don't give him enough credit for his ball handling ability because I, I've seen him bring the ball up the floor uh, against some pretty tough defensive pressure, and he's just a really smart kid. 
really he was a really smart kid when he played at Culver, and that's carried over uh, into his career at IU. He hit two massive threes in the first half when IU was struggling tonight. He hits back-to-back threes and ties the game, erases a six-point deficit. Probably, you know, two of the biggest plays in the game, honestly, because Kennesaw State was up six and had the momentum. So, uh, you know, there are guys that will step up. There's really no replacing Xavier Johnson. Mm -hmm. you just got to find a way to make it work with the guys you have. John, you bring up the three-point shooting. There has to be some concerns about uh, how well Kennesaw State shot the ball tonight uh, from beyond the arc as you get ready for Big Ten play. Uh, Again, that's an area that they need to shore up. Uh, Clearly, this is one game, but still, they need to shoot it better. They need to defend it better in terms of the three-point shot. Yeah, there were a couple of times, too, tonight where they missed. They even missed a couple wide-open ones where there was a defensive breakdown and IU got lucky because whoever shot the ball had missed. Uh, that's not going to happen every time, and that's one thing that Mike Woodson was not happy about in the losses to Arizona or in, uh, and Kansas. So you can't leave guys open for threes. That's got nothing to do with Trace Jackson Davis. That's got The guards have to be out on those guys. That's where your rotations have to mm-hmm. be down. There were a couple of times guys were late getting over, uh, and they were able to make the, make those shots. But then also, Kennesaw State also is another team that heavily relies on the three. So they did a good job in the second half of adjusting to that, running them off the three-point line or contesting it and making shots difficult. But, yeah, you're right. At the start of the game, I, it felt like they couldn't miss. So that's going to be a problem. You don't want to go into <laughs> Big Ten play, especially that first game against Iowa, and Iowa can score it and not be able to defend the three very well when you go in on the road. Because if you do that and you get Iowa's home crowd in it because you give up some threes, it could be a long night for you. So that that is something that they'll definitely be trying to correct. He's John Herrick from the IU Network. Hoosiers beat Kennesaw State down at uh, Assembly Hall. Uh, 69-55, the final taken on Iowa in the Big Ten opener after the holidays. John, thank you so much once again. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Enjoy the holidays. Always a pleasure, Coach. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks very much. Take take care. Thank you. Coming up, scoreboard update with the man himself, Mr. Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As we told you at 10.30, Tyrese Halliburton, a game-winning three at the buzzer, propelled the Colts over the Miami Heat, 111-108. Halliburton, 43 points. He's got 76 points over his last two games. Pacers with back-to-back wins on the road over the Celtics, and now the Heat. And in doing so, Halliburton, his 10th three of the game, was the game winner his 10 threes a pacer a pacers franchise record for triples in a ball game we gave you the tv call from chris denary at 10 30 here's the radio call from the great mark boyle ball in nemhart to halliburton field is on the floor with duarte and turner 10 seconds to play halliburton crosses with eight now with the left hand at the top of the circle with four, a three on the way. Merry Christmas, Indiana. A three from up top, Halliburton. 
He has hit a franchise record 10 threes. Without a timeout, Miami to the timeline. Hero lets it go. Ball game. 43 points, a franchise record 10 three-point field goals, and Christmas a day early. That was a spectacular finish to a remarkable performance by Halliburton. Mark Boyle on the call. Tyrese Halliburton, the game winning three. Merry Christmas indeed. Indiana Hoosiers in, are going to enjoy that Christmas dinner a little bit better. 69-55 over Kennesaw State. We'll give you the full recap of today at the top of the hour. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org is their website. Brendan King, that's a pretty exciting way to win a basketball game, don't you think? Not man, too oh bad. Man. But Tyrese Halliburton, this after the hack Wally Serbiak, uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how he has a job or why he has a job. Makes the comments he makes about Halliburton being a, a wannabe all-star. Uh, yeah, uh, especially plays like that. I don't know that he necessarily is a wannabe. He might just go ahead and be one. And so that's impressive. What an impressive night for him. What a, what a great, great way to head into the holidays with a game like that. Terrific way to head into the holidays, Coach. And, you know, those Serbiak comments, I've actually enjoyed Wally Serbiak when he does Big East games. I don't know if he had a personal gripe with Halliburton or something that happened. We were talking about it uh, midday on the fan the other day, and, like, you know, being critical is part of sports broadcasting, but that was just over the critical. line. No, 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 I know. No, but that that was just be over the line, man, that's way over the line. spirited Yeah. And, and number one, it's, in, and it's, in, it's inaccurate. Number two, it's mean-spirited. And number three, the, the, we, people don't want to listen to you talk down people like that that's not why they listen to you just tell us what's going on out in the game save all the other nonsense Uh, that's the role of an analyst I've done it before certainly not at that level but I kind of have an idea and then the other part of it is why do you want to pick a fight like this what what do you gain by dogging somebody like that who's who's a rookie and who's playing awfully awfully well Exactly, Coach. I don't know. Uh, we had the same problem with the Minnesota Vikings play-by-play announcer. There were some clips of him saying, quote, the Colts punter is terrible. Like, you don't call a play- – when you're a play-by-play guy, you do not call any player terrible. That is – No, the, the no, you're right. Ath- Coach, athletes are the reason I have a job. I would not be broadcasting right. ball if I'm out here saying that I could be better than a guy on the field because that is not even close to true. I, we do not have jobs as play-by-play guys without the athletes, and if you're out here calling athletes terrible, I have a major problem with that. So I'm glad that a lot of these announcers, whether it's Serbiak or the other guy, are getting their cake because clearly Halliburton's got 76 points, Coach, since that guy said what he said. 76 right, points talking. in two games, yeah. right? Exactly. Keep yakking it up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know when I was uh, in charge of basketball in the Horizon League, uh, I was basically in charge of everything that touched basketball. And there were a couple of times when I was on the road uh, to games on my way through Chicago and catch uh, one of our Chicago teams, play-by-play game, play-by-play team, and uh, saying some things, uh, some disparaging things about uh, other teams and officials. Uh, and um, yeah, I know you'll find this hard to believe. Um, I, I threatened to suspend those two those two uh, 
broadcasters right. from doing games. They called me and said, you can't do that. And I said, you know what? Let's find out if I can. I said, I like my odds. I, I really do. And by the way, I have no problem calling the president of that institution complaining about your behavior on the airways. So if you want to challenge me on this, be my guest. I, I, I still think I'll win. And uh, if you want to make a competition out of it, you know, go ahead. You're gonna not going to enjoy the results. Look, seriously, go on the air, call what you see. If you have an opinion, certainly don't bring it. These are college kids, and this is a young professional. I don't see what you gain by being uh, negative about like that. And Tyrese Halliburton, keep keep tossing them up there, brother. What a, what a way to go. Brendan King? Coming up with a school board update. It's always great to talk to you, Brendan King. I'm glad you're with us. We'll come back. You and I will talk a little bit more coming up. And, uh, again, remember, join us next weekend. Friday night, we're back. We're having fun. Saturday night, Brendan King, are you hosting the um, year in review? Is that you? Are you hosting that, that deal? It is a group collection coach that is putting it together, and we will be talking to you next week for it, so we're looking forward to it. I'm excited. Excited. Brendan King coming up with a school board update. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. Glad you could join us. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. 29 years we've been on the air. Thank you very much for being a part of that with us. Whether you were with us from the first year or just decided to listen to us the last month, uh, it's been very interesting. Hard to believe it's been 29 years. Um, it's really hard to believe. I'm not aware of. You know, anybody else who's done it that long, don't know, don't follow that kind of stuff. Just trying to get from one weekend to the next, trying to have fun, trying to do the best we can. It's easy to do, though, relative to that, because I have had the opportunity to work with great people like Brad Huber, Brendan King. Guys are really, really good. Um, make it easy for me to just sit back and yak about games. So, once again, a reminder We'll be with you Friday night, next Friday night. I know there aren't a lot of games, but we'll be there. Uh, and uh, we'll talk as much about high school basketball as we can. Uh, you know, we have some tournaments, Hall of Fame Classic going on. Lots of things happening uh, in terms of sports over the holidays, as I've mentioned throughout the night. So join us next Friday night. Then on Saturday, uh, join us for our year in review on Indiana Sports Talk. Brendan King will be hosting that. Uh, I'll be involved in it a little bit and talk a little bit about it. And so join us. And then the following weekend, we'll be back at it full-time in terms of basketball. So, yeah, a lot of basketball coming up. Um, please, if you're out on the highways right now, be careful. Um, make sure you um, you always pack. <laughs> Blankets and things, snow shovels, nights like the night. You don't want to be out stranded in your car. You really don't. So make sure you're, you're, you're prepared. We appreciate if you're listening. 
We'll help you with your uh, your drive. Hope you, hopefully you'll arrive uh, at your destination safely. And uh, we'll try our best not to put you to sleep. That's one of our goals. And so make sure you drive and drive safely. Have a very Merry Christmas. Have a great, great holiday. And join us next weekend, and we'll talk some more ball. we got a lot more coming up in this next hour. Now, we're going to talk uh, more basketball. We're going to talk with Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network. Boilers are number one. How about that? Still number one. Um, earlier in the week, get a win over New Orleans, 74-53. Uh, Zach Eady out of that with uh, some flu. So we'll talk with him. Uh, Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs, will join her. Join us. Dogs lose at Creighton last night. We'll talk about that. So we got a lot more basketball to talk about. Brad Huber, Brendan King. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.